welcome to Tony Talks. I have Michael Kwan on the line here. Me and Michael met just this past year in July at GYLS in San Diego, 2019. We had the opportunity to serve together at the Global Youth Leadership Summit, and uh, we hit it off and got to know a little bit more about each other. Michael has uh, is a retired IT consultant from San Diego who is now stay-at-home dad and sharing uh, with his two beautiful kids and being able to take care of them and living living out the dreams. So, Michael, thank you for coming on to the show. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Alan. Yeah. So, um, Michael, tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, how did you get connected to Tony? Um, what was the first connection and how that all started? Absolutely. Well, I think my first connection with Tony ever was watching one of his infomercials late at night, probably about 1 a.m. in the morning um, when I was just a little kid. I was like, who's this crazy guy on TV? Like, and I was just like fascinated by his energy. Didn't think too much of it at the time. But ultimately, what happened was my mom was a marriage and family therapist. And so she had a whole bookcase full of self-help books in our house. And uh, over the summer, I was bored. I had a long two and a half month summer, didn't know what to do with myself. And so I literally started just reading through some of the books in the bookcase and came across Unlimited Power, which was, I believe, Tony's first book. And I just, I picked it up, started reading, and I was just completely fascinated by what he was sharing and just the depth and breadth of knowledge about just how to control your perspective was just completely fascinating to me. So I, I literally probably devoured that book in like probably three days. And I was wow. about 14, I think it was about 14 or so at the time. And uh, it changed my life. I mean, it really gave me the confidence that I needed to know that I can put forth the effort. I can model other people and figure out similar success um, to them. And that's kind of how I originally got you know connected to Tony. Wow, okay. That is amazing. At such a young age, 14 years old, um, getting connected to Tony's technologies at that age must have been just fascinating to be able to learn all those, all those different ideas at that age. Absolutely. And so, you know, what really kind of brought me on my journey was after high school, I went to college. And while I was in college, you know, I, I had always... I always kind of felt this entrepreneurial drive and it's something that even as a young kid, I was, you know, selling baseball cards on the field with my friends and trading different things. Um, and out of college, I really wanted to start a company, but I didn't really know anything or know what to start because I didn't have any tangible skills. Right. And when I graduated, it was the year of 1999, which was during the dot-com boom. So basically at that time, the internet was just completely new. There was these big companies that were just kind of growing massively quickly. And uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy times in terms of kind of the markets and, and things were just really growing rapidly. So 
out of school, I, I got an economics degree because it was the one with the fewest number of requirements to graduate. And I just wanted to kind of get out of school <laughs> in four years. <laughs> so I got out. I was like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, but when I got out, I was like, well, what am I going to do with this econ degree? And I had no clue. So uh, what happened was in college, I used to play a lot of video games. So I used to play a lot of these pers first person shooters and whatnot you run around <laughs> shooting like zombies and and whatever else and you know while that was fun and whatnot the interesting thing was the tangible skill that i took from that was taking apart computers and making them faster and better and mm. putting in you know more powerful graphics card and adding you know additional memory mm. and what happened was that skill of actually working with computers translated into the opportunity to go work in it and so I was like, wow, people are actually making a pretty good chunk of change just doing hardware, information technology, and they're getting paid more than, you know, probably an entry-level person that has an econ degree at a, you know, just general company out there. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I went and I got some additional training um, around Microsoft Networks and got this little certificate that said I'm a certified network engineer, even though I didn't really know what I was doing, but it got me in the door. And I started working for a company in San Diego. They trained me up uh, for a good year or so. And yeah, that's how, how I got into the IT space where we were basically doing networking, systems administration, and whatnot. Um, and then so from there, what happened was after I worked there for basically a year and a half before 9-11 occurred. Mm. And, and then unfortunately, you know, everything just went to, to hell. I mean, it basically imploded the whole economy and my company was not spared by that. They were a technology company and essentially they just started laying off people left and right. And, um, yeah, I think it was about the sixth round of layoffs that I was like, you know what, I'm not going to stick around for the seventh round because it's basically going to be, be me or one of my friends. And so I took a couple of my buddies aside and said, Hey, what if we just do this on our own? We're, we're the only profitable division in our company right now. Mm. Um, what if we just kind of do this on our own? And they're like, yeah, why not? We were young and I, you know, it basically gave me that opportunity to explore that entrepreneurial desire that I had. And we just basically quit mm -hmm. <laughs> and there was four of us. We just kind of went off and, and got our own clients. And ultimately the, the parent company, they actually gave us some of the, the former clients cause they couldn't service them. And so things worked out well in the beginning. We were working very, um, very, efficiently like you know just kind of what what's the term that we use in entrepreneurship where it's just like you know bare bones bare bones, yeah, bare bones right um <clears throat> out of the garage just like steve jobs and stuff like that yeah essentially yeah exactly we were working from our homes didn't have any office space but we were going out there taking action every single day right and i think what i really took away um from that experience and kind of using the ideas that tony put forth is really having the perspective of taking action. He always says, take massive action. And so mm -hmm. that's what we were doing. We did a lot. We made a lot of mistakes along the way. Yeah. Um, a lot of silly things that we did. And we didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. And, sure. but we kept moving forward. And the great thing about that was we kept persevering and, you know, we actually started growing. We were profitable first year, second year, actually for a good 10 years. Um, and then we had the wow. opportunity to actually sell the company. And so about 10 years in, I was kind of, I was getting a little antsy. I was like, well, you know, this is cool. This is fun. We had employees. We had a, 
we had an office in Chicago and San Diego is where I was based out of where it's our headquarters. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know, what's next? And uh, at the time, there was essentially the opportunity to um, kind of go into cloud computing. So that's where, you know, basically putting all the old infrastructure that we used to manage. Mm-hmm. Um, we were then basically putting it into, people were starting to put it into Amazon's cloud or Rackspace or these big data companies, Microsoft's cloud. And so for us to stay in business um, or basically grow, we would have to invest in our own hardware and our own infrastructure or essentially partner with another company or you know, sell to another company. So what, that's what we decided. We decided to merge essentially with another bigger national company. And so they acquired us. They had cloud infrastructure. And you know, the idea was basically to kind of grow with them. Or if things didn't work out, I was going to exit. So ultimately, I worked with them for a good year and a half, helping it to, to transition my teams, processes and whatnot. And after a year and a half, I realized that some of the values that I held, like integrity, <laughs> um, they didn't necessarily value. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so um, yeah, I was like, okay, well, I've got an opportunity here to exit. And, uh, and so basically, I left, um, got a severance agreement with them uh, because I had a three-year employment contract with them. I wanted Ooh. to leave there like, okay, that's fine. We don't, we don't really care. Um, and I left and, and so I basically found myself at home with my young daughter right. and, uh, you know, I had cashed out a chunk of change from the company. I'd also, um, you know, over the years, over those 10 years, I would have been saving somewhat aggressively, probably about 40, 50%, um, along with my wife. And, you know, so we had amassed a decent amount of assets. And so I was like, well, I could go back to work. We could hire a nanny and this and that. But I was like, you know what? I have a very unique opportunity to basically stay at home with my kids. And I asked myself, you know, am I ever going to get this time back? And what I realized was absolutely not. You know, this is a very finite period in my life. And I'm going to basically enjoy this completely. So I literally told myself, okay, I'm going to take at minimum five years. I'm going to take early retirement. I'm going to take the next five years as my daughter grows up, goes to kindergarten. And at the time I didn't know, but we were going to have a son as well. And essentially, um, you know, I stayed home for the last five years, just basically taking care of my kids and watching them grow up. And it's been such a pure joy to kind of just be there and be present with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And along the way, the really cool thing that happened was that, you know, kind of going from like running a company and having like a dozen employees and then the next day you're sitting at home with like a, with a one-year-old, it's a little bit of a shift, right? (laughs) (laughs) It it was quite the shift. And, and so I didn't, you know, so you have to kind of deal with some of that a little bit and it's not like, you know, just all, all sunny, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to kind of deal with, okay, uh, some of the identity crisis of like, you know, just what just happened, you know, did I sell out too soon? You know, am yes. I selling myself short? Yeah. What did I do? Like, do we really have enough assets to survive? Right. Um, things that all these different thoughts that kind of go through your head. True. And so what happened was I said, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a blog because then it's going to be an outlet for me to basically share keep my mind active in kind of adult <laughs> related things. And, uh, and so I started a blog, a personal finance blog and it was called financially alert. And, and so essentially what it was, was to basically talk about personal finances, kind of some of the steps that I've taken to 
find financial independence and then ultimately share some of those ideas. And at the same time, I think also share some of the personal development ideas that I've accumulated over the year. And so just kind of put this in context. Um, I had told you that I'd read Tony Robbins, you know, unlimited power when I was 14. That's right. That's right. I didn't go to one of his events for, for until I was like, let's see till 2015. So yeah, there's like a, there's a good two decade gap in between. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's interesting. So like, tell us how, like what, what all of a sudden shifted you to decide to go to an event and, and funny enough, because, um, me and Michael just met this year, but we've actually attended multiple events at the same time, not knowing each other, actually. So uh, 2015 UPWLA was your first event. It was my first event as well. But tell, tell us, what, what happened? Like, why did you all of a sudden decide to go to an event at that time? What, what made you decide to go? Absolutely. So, you know, it was a little serendipitous to a certain extent, but, you know, I think things happen for a reason. And uh, what happened was it was 2015. So I'd already been home with my kids for, you know, a good two and a half years or whatnot. And uh, my friend was like, hey, you know, I want to go to this Tony Robbins event. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, yeah, I want to go. You know, I've never been. I I love all the ideas and principles he talks about. Yeah, let's let's go to an event. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was like I think twelve hundred dollars at the time, and we were able to kind of get the two for one early birds or early bird special. So you know, it was like six fifty or whatnot. So I went with my my buddy Albert, and then he ultimately brought one of his friends, Jacob. And so we just all went, and mm-hmm. we didn't know what to expect at all, other than you know, it'd be pretty cool, and there's lots of people going. And, you know, when we got to UPW, like, we were just like, you know, floored. We were just like, what the heck is this? In a good way, right? You're just right. like, you're just kind of just so blindsided in a, in a beautiful way. And, and it was just, just to feel that energy was just like, so empowering. And what I really kind of got out of there was really understanding more about myself and actually understanding why even you know, created the business in the first place, I realized like, you know, you learned about the six human needs. And, you know, for those of you that are listening, obviously, I think probably understand some of that. But for me, I was really driven by certainty and significance. And so a lot of why I had created the company initially was to kind of build on that. I wanted the certainty of, you know, getting money and growing it, growing my assets. And I wanted the significance of having that traditional, you know, success as, you know, as society would deem it or whatnot. But what I realized is once I kind of got there, you know, it wasn't necessarily, I mean, it was great, but it wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it would be. And so by going to UPW, I started unraveling the, that, that onion, right. And kind of seeing each layer below and below, below. And then ultimately into date with destiny, that's where you kind of really do the heavy lifting. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what triggered everything was just one of my friends saying, Hey, I want to go to you this. Wanna go. You want to go. <laughs> right. Yep. Amazing. Well, you better thank that friend. <laughs> indeed. indeed. <laughs> uh, because, uh, wow, what a journey it's been since then. Oh, absolutely. And, and so just a quick funny story about the whole date with destiny component of that. So if you've gone to UPW, you know that this is kind of like the entry kind of just really kind of getting you excited about you know, your personal potential. Right. And, and even it's so, I mean, it's, it's so funny because like when you're there, the first time you're just like, how could this get 
any better, better than UPW. Yeah. So and then there's, there's like, you know, there's a handful of people there that are like, Oh, I've been to UPW like five times. And you know, you got to go to date with destiny. You got to go to date with destiny. It's like, mm-hmm. really? Okay. That's bizarre, but okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And, and then Tony gets on stage. He's like, you know, my favorite event is date with destiny. And you're like, huh? Okay. That's cool. And then, you know, at the end of the conference, you kind of get there and, and they start talking about price and you're like, okay, well, that's kind of expensive. And there's this whole master <laughs> university. And I think it was like $10,000 at the time. Yeah. And it's just like, well, do I have the money? Yeah. But do I want to spend it? No. <laughs> and so I was very skeptical. I'll just mm-hmm. kind of put that out there. I was very skeptical. I was like, you know, I was fine spending $650 for this event, but to spend 10 grand, I mean, that's a stretch in my yes. mind at the time is my mm-hmm. belief structure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know that I could justify this. And so what happened though, was that I was essentially telling myself, you know, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to do this. Um, this has been great. I'll continue kind of learning, you know, I'll go and watch his videos and, and whatever else. And right. I'll make it a goal of mine to kind of go to master university at some point. I got enough value here anyways. Right. Kind yes. Of thing. Yes. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and I said short and I was just telling myself, I literally remember you know, just thinking in my head, I'm like short of an act from God, like that he gives me some like stupid sign that like something hits me in the head that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do this. And so like, you know, I was kind of sharing it with the, with Albert and Jacob and they're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And they're, and they're younger. So like uh, I'm, I'm in my upper thirties at that time. And they're, right. they're, they're like young twenties or whatnot. I'm like, right. you guys are awesome. Right. You're learning this stuff now, yeah. uh, but they, they didn't have the finances to do that. So, um, they're like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Like makes sense or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not, they're not even at the point of an act of God. They're like, even if an act <laughs> of God comes, <laughs> I still ain't got the resources <laughs> to do this. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. <laughs> um, but, but what happened is we went back to the Airbnb Mm-hmm. I think on the second day, or was it, it was the third day, because I think it kind of spans like about four days. Mm-hmm. And I went back on the third day, and it was late at night because, you know, with the Tony events, I don't know what time I got back, probably like at like midnight or one or something. And that's so, that, yeah, I remember that night. You remember well. that, right? I mean, I re- it's well, like, <laughs> I was there, so I you remember were there, that yeah. night very well, yes. actually. And Tony, because yes. Tony stays at the end of the third night, and he's like, you know, shooting water guns at you, and you can kind of go up to the front and hang out and whatever, so. And did you stay all the way to the end on I that did. night? I did, I so did. Were, were you there as well? I was there. And <laughs> what happens is like, near the end, yeah, the whole water guns and all that sort of thing, and he makes it like a rock concert is what it is for those who have never been to a UPW event and we're not ruining anything for you. Trust me. Even if you go, you will get tremendous amount of value. But I remember that night quite vividly because, you know, a lot of people, they, they get tired, they can't make it throughout. And I was 100% in on this. Um, I was completely uh, wanting to make sure that I get every ounce of value out of this. And what I do remember was that just before kind of like the water guns and all this he goes i'm gonna share tony goes up on stage and he and he, he i remember him saying this he goes i'm gonna share an idea or a, a a method with you on how to break through any kind of um any kind of moment that you ever have even if it he because he shared about a moment where he was in complete kind of um uh tony was depressed 
And it was a moment when his business, one of his business partners actually cut him out of the deal and like basically screwed him out of a hundred, hundreds of thousands of dollars and then escaped to Mexico. And, um, and then I remember Tony sharing, oh, I'm going to go kill this guy. I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm going to find him. I'm going to kill him. And then he, you know, a friend of his, you know, gave him uh, some better judgment to, to not do that. So he didn't, but he figured out a method on how to get out of depression is what he said. And he said, I'm going to share that with you tonight. So I'm thinking, amazing. I'm going to learn how to get out of depression here because there was some moments between me and my wife at that time that we had, uh, we, we were having some tough challenges. I'm like, I need this. I need this tool is what I really need. And so this water fight goes on for literally an hour to an hour and a half. And what extended it was uh, the fact that there was, this, uh, there was this guy who wanted to go meet Tony, but he was in a wheelchair and um, he was kind of disabled and they were trying to get him up to stage. And then I guess he was someone who was kind of, um, you know, famous or whatever. And uh, so he, they finally get him up to the stage and Tony's hugging and it literally looks like the whole seminar has ended. And I'm like, did this guy forget that he was supposed to share a tool with us about getting out of depression? <laughs> and, um, and then finally, as he's soaked, literally the room is probably cleared out about 70% cleared out now, right? Cause this is like one 30 in the morning or something like that. And uh, he goes, okay, so I'm going to share with you how to get out of depression. And I'm like, holy crap. He's, <laughs> they didn't forget. It's actually happening now. And I'm like at the front of the stage now because like literally most of the room has cleared out, right? 10,000 people is now 3,000 people, right? Is what it is. And uh, so he was sharing the whole stacking idea. Like you get one one amazing grateful thing that you want and you stack it and then you get another amazing thing you stack it and another amazing stack i just remember that night and like we didn't get out there until about 2 two ten in the morning or something like that yeah yeah and actually alan i don't know if you are able to put anything in the show notes but um maybe you could put a link to the emotional flood um, mm, yes. from YouTube and people can actually go ahead and do that exercise themselves. And I actually do it occasionally myself, even at home. Mm. Um, just when you're kind of in a state of, you know, not feeling up to your best, you just, things are not going your way. That's right. Um, kind of going through that exercise, like after that, you're just like, you're kind of just lit and you can't like, there's no way you can kind of feel like depressed or like upset anymore. Cause just like, you just feel, um, so blessed. So, um, yeah, yeah if people want to check that out. Yeah. Take a look at that. Great, show idea. Notes. Great idea. Um, but, but Alan, so basically like you were saying, right, it was so late at night. And so when you're in a Tony seminar, you're just sucked in, right. And you don't have time to look at your phone and, you know, even look at text messages. I remember my wife, like I didn't text my wife for like, you know, for like, you know, until like in the middle of the night and she's yes. like, dude, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but what happened was I finally got back to the Airbnb and then what happened was I was just looking at some of my emails and I saw an email and it said, um, check your bank balances or whatever. And it was just, it just reminded me, oh, okay, I should probably look at, you know, some of my banking stuff. And so I just randomly logged into my banking and sitting in my account 
was a random amount of money that was deposited to my account in the amount of $10,000. I, I kid you not, $10,000.00. And Master University is like, I think it's like $10,000. $10,000 or it's like 900. <laughs> it's, I think it's off by a penny, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still I'm like, okay, that's a pretty big whack over the head. Right. And I'm right. like, what is this? And then I was looking at it. It just happened to be, I had done a real estate investment and um, it had basically paid off. And so I was getting some of my capital back from that investment, but there's no way I could have timed that. It was just random. Like whenever it came in, it could have come in then it could have come in like four weeks before then it could have come in like three weeks after that. And it literally came in on that third day while I was at UPW. I'm like, Hmm. Hmm. Divine intervention. All right. I got to I got to explore this further. (laughs) Right. And so that's what actually was a catalyst to me actually ended up purchasing master university. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, it was like really fast because as you know, we were both at UPW, I think in November Yep. And then all of a sudden, we were at Date with, Date with Destiny, Destiny in Florida in December. just December. That's right. So it was really fast, but it was just awesome to kind of run with the, that momentum. And at Date with Destiny, I started, like I was telling you, kind of peeling those layers back even further. And you get to rewrite some of your values. You get to really understand, mm-hmm. okay, what is it that I truly want? And, you know, the funny thing was, I was after initially, you know, my old story was that having that certainty and having that significance was all for one purpose. It was because I wanted actually the love and connection from other people. I thought Mm -hmm. by being significant and by having a lot of outward success, then people would like me. Um, And ironically, I mean that, you know, certain people, people will like you regardless. They're not like you just for who you are, but in terms of kind of that, that, that success and whatnot, it's not about that. Right. That's just kind of a surface level thing. And Mm -hmm. so what I realized is, okay, this is totally, I'm going about this totally the wrong way. And, and I just, I kind of knew that I wasn't able to connect with people on the level that I wanted to. And that's when I kind of got very clear that, you know, what I wanted to shift to was having love and connection and growth and contribution as my top needs instead of the other way around. And as soon as I basically kind of realized that date with destiny and committed to those, those new needs, I mean, everything shifted. Um, that, that actually kind of helped spawn some of the stuff on the blog. Um, I realized that I wanted to kind of go out and serve and help other people, um, with their finances. Um, you know, I think I've done decently with my finances. And so that's one area that I feel I could make some impact and some change and finances are very emotional as well. So I do financial coaching and I help people to kind of dig down to the root of what it is, why they're not doing what they're, you know, what they know that they probably need to do. It's no different than dieting, right? Or eating right. I don't even like the word dieting. But point is, is that most people know what they should do, but most people don't do what they should. And there's an underlying reason why they do that. And it's because of the way that we be conditioned, the way that we believe. It's usually comes down to our beliefs, right? And again, Tony's whole world is all about kind of uncovering that and then exploring that and then making some changes, shifting our beliefs. And as soon as you make that shift on the belief, the actions are easy after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of like that next level is like um, with the blog and the coaching is to kind of help people to kind of realize, okay, you don't have to believe this about money. You can actually do this. You can have more and you can like um, 
you, know, you can have it all to a certain extent, I think within reason and within balance. But, um, the more that you have, the more you can share with others. And sometimes people have a mental block that like, you know, if I have a lot of money, it's going to make me a bad person. All these different things that are not necessarily true. So true. So true. I mean, what does Tony say? He always says it's 80% psychology, 20% strategy, right? Absolutely. Um, so it, and it's interesting because like, when I heard that for the first time, I'm like, well, what do I, what does that mean? I need to learn 80% psychology and then only learn 20% of the strategy necessarily. And as I've been evolving through this journey with Tony, um, my understanding of that now more is the fact that it's about practicing 80% more of the psychology, working that muscle of the, the psychology of understanding yourself, what makes you tick, what, what is it that makes you go and how can you make yourself more fulfilled each and every day? Because you're not going to change overnight. It's not something that is going to immediately uh, change just because you have that understanding. Um, you may have an epiphany and you make may make a change into a different direction. But of course, it's the continual action that you're going to be taking that actually puts you to a completely different destination. Absolutely. And Alan, I think that's why we connect so well, is that we just happen. It's so funny that we've gone to so many events together, except yeah. we only met each other this last summer. Um, it's so funny the way that things happen. But true. we just connected instantly because I think we're on very similar paths and we have very similar values. Mm. And we realize what you just said is so, so important. It's that it's not about that one epiphany, right? Mm. It's important. It's the spark, but it's about the momentum and continuing to basically take action. Action is ultimately what yields results, not thinking about it, not changing your mind about it, but actually taking the action to move things forward um, or move things back, in which case you can adjust it. But just taking that action consistently is ultimately what puts us in that next level. And at every level, you know, it doesn't matter how successful you are, there's always another level, right? Where yes. you're going to get fearful um, and then you kind of break through that and you take more action and you get to the next level. Um, you might fall in between two, but you can keep going forward and it's, it's about the marathon, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, being able to have the psychology of like never really losing, understanding that losing is learning or failing is learning really, really failing forward is a lot of what a lot of people say as well. But one of the things that I think a lot of people, uh, myself included is uh, procrastination. Um, that that happens a lot, and I'm reminded of what Jim Rohn says, and he says that, hey, if it's something that I can do, then it's easy, it's not difficult. If it's something that I can actually do, then I should just do it, and it's actually quite easy. And it, I think that a lot of people kind of make it more difficult than it really needs to be. And thinking about what they are able to actually do um, may, may, maybe makes it a little bit easier for them. Absolutely. And, and it's funny that you say that too, because Jim Rohn also says it's easy to do and it's easy not to do. Yeah. So <laughs> if, you, if it's easy to do and easy not to do, 
then like you said, you might as well choose the thing to do. But guess what? If you choose not to do, unfortunately, you get into these habits, right? And you start getting that consistency of not doing something. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I think where people really sometimes, even myself, you know, where you stumble, right? And so it's about getting cognizant of where you're at, getting back on the horse and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So UPW, Date with Destiny, and then surprisingly, I th- you went to another UPW. I don't know. Did I, I think we attended like literally the exact same events at the exact <laughs> same time. Yep. Um, it's, it's so unique. And then as well at Life and Wealth Mastery. Now, this one's a little bit more surprising because, you know, UPW, we're talking about 10,000 people. Um, Day with Destiny, we're talking another like four or 5,000 people or something like that. And then, of course, another UPW. But Life and Wealth Mastery, this is a much more intimate event is what it is, right? It's, it's a lot mm-hmm. smaller. It's over a longer course of time. Like it's over literally, I forget, eight to 10 days or something like that. Um, and uh, But yeah, I think we attended four straight events and and never never cross paths for whatever reason but um through all of these kind of through all of these kind of like uh different you know programs and seminars that you've taken with tony what's kind of one of the biggest takeaways that you've you've had there's so many of course you know the i can't even there's countless ones that tony's has shared with me <laughs> And I, I kind of pull away so many all the time. But for you, Michael, what, what's one of the biggest takeaways from Tony's technologies that, that you use maybe on a daily basis or a more regular basis or something that works really well for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest takeaways, to be honest, for me was, you know, kind of what I was explaining before that kind of certainty and significance, you know, to a certain extent, it's kind of a very, you're coming from a very kind of selfish place. Mm-hmm. and you know, I would give money away and that, you know, that, that part's good about, you know, the giving and the contribution, but I didn't really kind of fully understand how to give, I think, mm. until I really attended, you know, Date with Destiny and then started volunteering at like GYLS, um, mm. where I started doing some coaching, where I started just really engaging people and being empathetic. And that's something that didn't necessarily come naturally to me, um, but where I really, I think, really figure that out was Tony really helps you to engage your heart, right? He kind of talks about your mind space and your heart space and literally, um, and we've talked about this before, um, you know, sometimes literally just touching your, your hand to your heart and, and breathing in and getting that in sync, it, it changes everything. And so for me, it's given me, I think a different level. It's given me a different level of kind of compassion. Um, for other people that I didn't used to have. And it's given me the ability to, you know, be patient with my wife and my kids. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not perfect. There's no, by no means am I perfect. And I, and I definitely slip sometimes. We work on it still. <laughs> we definitely work on it still, but it's given me the insight at least to kind of know where I'm at and, and different tools to basically, you know, improve things. And it's definitely helped improve things as well. And just, 
it's funny, like in the beginning, when I started giving, some of it was kind of self-serving because like, you know, people that give, they're like, oh, just give. Cause like, you know, the gift is in giving and then, and, and you'll just understand it. And to be honest, when I first started giving, like in that, in that manner, I didn't get it. I, I did it because I was selfish, to be honest. I was just giving because I was like, well, everyone says that it's, you know, good for that's you. What and you you'll actually, that's what you should do. Right. So, you got so money. I did it. So you should give it away. Kind <laughs> exactly. Of, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it's not until you actually physically do it and then start engaging and then start understanding that it actually starts making sense. And so I guess for those out there that may, might kind of struggle with that, um, just kind of knowing that that's kind of the place that I came from. It was a much more selfish kind of place um, from a place of scarcity. But when you kind of go out there and you start giving and you start really realizing your abundance and sharing it with other people, um, life, life literally changes for the mm -hmm. better. And I guess uh, I want to elaborate on what you mean by selfish, meaning like for a lot of people, they may think, oh, Michael's so selfish. He's only thinking about himself. And it's just kind of this natural thing that happens because uh, it's a survival mechanism that is built into all of us, right? We all want yep. to make sure that we're okay, that we're going to make it to the next day, or we're going to make it to the next year, or we're going to make it to retirement or, or the time when we can enjoy and all this sort of thing. Um, that's the kind of selfish that I guess you're referring to where it's, it's not something that you're, you're premeditating and you're consciously going, I only want to think about me. It's just something that naturally happens within all of us is what it is to go after certainty and significance, because that's kind of just the human nature is what it would be. Right. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And it, it's, it's something where if you don't feel abundant, right, you're going to obviously want to take care of yourself first. Um, but once you kind of come to that mindset that, Hey, I have enough, then it's, it's just natural to give at that point. Um, and so really being able to kind of understand that no matter where you're at in life, there's something that you can give. It doesn't have to be money. It could be time. It could be intention. It could be presence with someone. Um, there's so many different things that you can kind of give right now. And so I think the the lesson here that Tony really taught taught me was that at any point in time, no, no matter where you're at, you have something to give and that something could really receive and you would be able to bless them with. Totally. And um, that that's a great distinction that you made. Um, it's one that I, I had to make myself as well in terms of my contribution journey as well, because, you know, giving and contributing and, um, and giving to like, you know, charities and this sort of thing. Like when my wife met me, like that was not part of my MO whatsoever. <laughs> in fact, my, my wife was the one who was the, was the first to start um, contributing and giving. And I think that's kind of an, a natural female or feminine trait, right? To be able to, to give back and, and essentially like care for somebody else. Like that, I, I think that's a bit of a natural trait. And I just remember her sharing like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to this, this women's kind of group and, and help out because uh, it's for women that don't have enough, um, to to go and uh, enough clothes and stuff to go out professionally and 
do interviews and this sort of thing. So I thought, well, that's really great for you. It's just not who I am necessarily. And after going through this Tony journey, I, I realized that um, as well as you have that, you know, giving is, is really the, is part of the key to life and, and becoming fulfilled fully. Um, and as well, we, we started giving to the Tony Robbins Foundation, which encompasses Global Youth Leadership Summit. And I remember uh, about two years into donating to that foundation, um, me and Sharon looked at our credit card statement. We're like, hey, um, what's this What's this thing about the foundation? <laughs> and we're like, oh, right, that's, that's for Tony's foundation. We believe in that. We still want to donate to that. And then we're thinking to ourselves, why are we only donating money? Like, you know, we've learned all these amazing skills. You know, why don't we donate some of our time as well? Why don't we do more is what we're thinking, right? Because we didn't have that much more money to give necessarily, but we thought we could do a little bit more. So that's when I first attended my first Global Youth Leadership Summit, which was uh, now a year and a half ago. And, um, and then, of course, other other areas that I, I'm giving back to that pertain to youth. I think that's what speaks to me and each to their own, of course. But um, yeah, I, I believe as well, as you said, you can give back basically more than, it doesn't have to be monetary. It can be anything. And the way I look at it is give where you're abundant. If you're abundant in time, give some of your time back. If you're abundant in money, give some of your money away. If you're abundant in skills, give some of your skills away, teach some of your skills. But wherever you're abundant, that's where you can contribute. Because unless you're abundant, you're going to be going after certainty and security again is what it will be. Absolutely. That's, that's a great distinction, Alan. Mm. Um, so the uh, being able to understand Understand that you know growth, contribution, love, and connection is kind of um, one of the biggest takeaways for you. What is it? What is it that you're doing now? I mean, you retired uh, at 36, basically. Um, it's been now uh, a number of years where you've had the opportunity to be with your kids and that sort of thing. Although they're 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 out of the house now. <laughs> your 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 son is going to is he in kindergarten now is that right that's right yeah he's he's five now so he's in kindergarten and he just started like uh three months ago mm. so it's yeah it, it's it's been a shift um in a good way um i definitely miss the days of kind of just hanging out taking him to the park walking around the lake and and just hanging out with him but uh you know i cherish the time that i've had with them and at the same time, you know, I walk them to school, I pick them up from school. So I still have that one-on-one -on -one time with them, mm -hmm. but I've also gotten it back a ton of time to myself. So I've got it. I think the last, let's see, the last 20, I got about 25 hours back to myself, um, starting this last three months ago and, uh, it's been nice. great. And That's so what awesome. I've been doing with that essentially is really focusing. So as an entrepreneur, I had a lot of different ideas and different things in the pot. So, and aside from doing the, uh, just to take a step back, aside from doing the blog, I was also selling some things on Amazon FBA's business. I had, a, or sorry, I had an Amazon FBA business. I was also investing in real estate. Um, 
I was doing some other random, you know, side hustle, so to speak. But I also okay. realized that once my son went to school, I should probably just narrow it down to one, right? Because then I can really get to work um, with one. And so with the blog, it's starting to kind of really take off at this point, getting some good publicity through some major publications. Um, the coaching mm -hmm. is starting to kind of happen at this point as well. So I decided, okay, I'm going to press the pause button on the, uh, on the Amazon FBA business. I'm mm. going to press the pause button on some of the real estate investing. Although that's, that's just a function of kind of where we're at the market. Mm -hmm. I'll still do that if once the time turns back around and then really just focus on the blog and, and incredible things have been happening with it, with that regard. And cause I think what the blog is really designed to do is it shares if you go there, you'll kind of see different things. So you might see something that's very technical. It might show you a, how to use a specific application. And that's one right. thing. But there's right. also going to be content in there that you'll find that it talks about mindset a lot, right? Because it's financially alert. So it's really talking about getting awareness of where you are financially and how to kind of get to that next level. So we talk a lot about financial independence, early retirement. And you know the funny thing is retirement in a traditional sense is, you know, I guess you just stop working completely and you just, I mean, maybe you just sit around and maybe go on a cruise like every now and then. Um, but my definition of retirement is actually just doing what you want to do and not being controlled by money, not having to do something for money. And so kind of right. that's, that's why I kind of define myself as still as, as retired. And that's right. what I'm doing right now. The truth is, is that I'm still trying to grow things as an entrepreneur. I'm trying to actually monetize the blog. I'm trying to, um, you know, my time is very valuable. So I charge money for the coaching and whatnot, but at the same time, people are getting value out of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Actually for a while, I thought there was something wrong with that in my head, at least subconsciously. I was like, well, you know, I should just really give everything for free. Mm. But the truth is, is that that wasn't allowing me to kind of grow to my full potential. So mm. that's kind of where I'm at today. And, um, you know, I haven't mentioned it anywhere else other than my newsletter today, literally today, but I'm working on a podcast, um, with someone that's actually pretty well known in the Tony world. I won't say his name yet, but he's, he's, he's a pretty well known speaker and whatnot. And we're kind of working together to create a podcast that really touches upon financial literacy, financial freedom. And ultimately the biggest thing, right, is the mindset and finding people that, you know, are in a tough spot giving some of that, giving them some of that inspiration that they need to kind of get clear about where they're at and know that there's people to help them get back on their feet and then give them tangible ways to figure out a process or set of actions that they can take to kind of get back on their feet and then ultimately excel and exceed what they ever thought was possible. So um, super excited about that, that opportunity. And the funny thing is that all came about by being at GYLS. That was not my intention of going to GYLS. It was just to, to give and serve and, and be open to kind of helping the kids. Because, I mean, it's so fun. And aside from everything else, it's just fun to kind of engage with the youth at that age. And it just happened that I was talking about, you know, certain things. Certain things happen. One event led to another. And then I'm like, I talked to you. I was like, Alan, you know, there's opportunities here. And like, you know, things are really going really well on the other side of things. I don't know if I want to take on more stuff. This is kind of scaring me. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're like, well, you know, maybe you should explore it at least or, or whatnot. And you kind of, we, we kind of just talked through it and you kind of gave me that confidence just to kind of lean into the fear 
Cause to be honest, I was, I was completely fearful of kind of taking that next step of just even talking to the guy. It's so funny now that I think about it, but <laughs> I didn't even want to talk to the guys. I'm like, who am I to, you know, to even talk to this person? And, <laughs> and it was just these, these things in my head. Right. And that's actually one of the things that I I've dealt with. And during the board break, it's like, my fear is like, you know, people don't want to hear my voice, which is ironic, right? That we're doing a podcast and that yeah. I'm going to be starting a podcast. <laughs> this is the biggest irony of it all, right? Is that I'm leaning into fear because behind everyone's fear is something that you really care about. And that's, I think that's the beautiful part of it is once you're able to kind of get past that fear and act in spite of fear and you take that courageous action, you're going to get what you've always wanted. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. So, um, yeah, just kind of sharing that with you because it was something that was just, I was literally like terrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, it's funny how the, the universe or God, however you want to put it, kind of places you in situations where it allows you to kind of move forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this, this guy kind of kept coming up in my, in my space. I'm like, oh, there he is again. And, and what, and it's just so funny that how things happen. And so. I eventually took action. It was literally while well, I did GYLS, it took like probably 45 seconds to a minute, literally, I'm not even kidding, um, to just kind of make that initial introduction. And I was like, well, not, I know you're busy, so let's talk later. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to talk. And so I was like, oh, yeah, he's just being nice. He wants to say that. And he followed up with me. And then, I mean, we've been engaging the past like two months and, and we're getting much closer. So we're definitely looking at launching that in 2020. Excited to kind of share that with you when it comes out. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you, Alan, specifically for kind of <laughs> helping me through this process and just yeah, giving me that welcome. perspective and that, and that, that support. It really means a lot. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of getting reflection, right? Um, you just really need maybe to bounce it off. Sometimes we just know already, it's just a matter of, you know, having someone reassure us or something like that. But I think that fear, if, Fear, one thing that will always trump fear is action. You know, once you take action, fear disappears. It's, it's always the case where you start taking that action um, and moved into that fear, all of a sudden the fear disappeared. You know, so I think that's something that um, can be learned here is that whenever you're fearful of something, take action towards that fear in some way, even if it's the smallest little step, um, you'll notice that fear will immediately disappear and start to dissipate as you take action towards it is what it is. So um, yeah, that's hopefully something that people can learn from that. Um, There's so much here that Michael has to share. Uh, He has a website financially alert the blog is on here there's a tremendous amount of resources on here uh, for people to learn and understand Uh, he's been uh, on the business insider uh, or business insider has done a piece on michael as well Uh, and i'm going to be sharing all this on the show notes as well just that you can you can kind of learn a little bit more about Michael's story, 
uh, how he did it, what's going on. And even he he breaks down in the Business Insider kind of like a week of his life and how how he he spends his money and everything. So it's really great to see. And just so that people understand that like, hey, this is just... It, it, just because someone is a retired doesn't mean that they don't, you know, their expenses are are nil or do, don't have any. It's just like normal expenses again, just like normal people. And um, it's is really amazing that you're you're sharing all this information with people because it empowers people to understand more about either what they're doing or what they're not doing or maybe what they need to do. And, um, it's, it's something that, I, uh, you know, I think that is really amazing what you're doing. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, I, I definitely try to be completely transparent. Um, and I, I literally put numbers out there completely every single month, just mm-hmm. so people can see something that's tangible because a lot of times, you know, there's people out there that are talking about stuff, but okay, well, who are you listening to and what have they actually done? And I think it's important to kind of know where people have gone. And I like to listen to people that, you know, have already done what I want to do. So mm. at every level that I'm growing, I'm looking forward to the next person that's gotten to where I've been. And, you know, for myself, I want to make sure that, you know, if I'm helping people that they kind of understand where I'm at. And ultimately, if that's something that they're interested in, that they know they have the confidence that I can help them to kind of get there as well. Mm. Mm. If you were to give kind of one piece of advice for those who are still trying to get financially stable, I mean, you're helping me in this journey as well. And I'm trying to get to a level where you're at as well. But if there's something that you can share with our listeners, kind of one thing that they can maybe think about or consider when trying to become more financially independent, what's something that they can do kind of consider or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing, first and foremost, is really getting a very clear understanding of where you are. So taking that snapshot, it's no different than in the Tony world, right? Where you're kind of taking a snapshot of where you are emotionally on that wheel of life, right? And you're kind of measuring where you're at and saying, okay, I'm a, this is where I'm at. Okay, this is where I can work from. Because a lot of times with personal finance, people don't want to look at it. And so they just kind of go about their daily lives, not ever looking at it in complete clarity. And that actually creates a lot of the fears because there's the fear of the unknown and it's, they've been hiding from it for so long. It's just so scary. So kind of looking the beast in the face, so to speak, and really getting clarity is that first step that I would you know encourage people to do. And if you go on the site and maybe Alan, you could link it up. Yes. There's a post that I do about kind of like, um, you know, doing your first budget or whatnot. And so if, if you're comfortable kind of going into an Excel document, I've actually created a very specific budget that you could just plug numbers into. And I think it's important to kind of just do that the first time, just so you kind of understand where your money's going. And, you know, once you're done kind of getting comfortable with that, then I say, go to the next level, which is using like an automated tool, like personal capital or whatnot. Um, And maybe you can link it up there as well. But something like that, where it basically sucks in all of your accounts and your, your debts and your, your liabilities, as well as your income and your assets. And you can kind of see everything all at once. It's, it's really cool because it automates everything. And so you're not literally having to plug things in. Having said that, I, again, if you have never done that, I would encourage you to do that first, learn how to put that in manually. And then once you're comfortable with that, then automate it. Got it. And they can find this on the website. Is that right? 
Uh, yeah, you can find it on the website and yeah, I'll give you some links Alan, that people Perfect. can, people can find. Perfect. And I'll, I'll link those up to the show notes so that people can find that easily and get to that. And, um, yeah, this, this will be very helpful for people. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. So I hope this has been uh, rather enjoyable for all the listeners here. Uh, Michael has been somebody that I, I really value. And, um, you know, we, although we've only met just recently, not too long, uh, we've, we've really grown uh, a connection over the past few months here. And something that uh, I, someone who I, I really, really uh, value now as as a friend, and and I appreciate you coming on to the show and sharing your your story and your journey through Tony and and what you're doing right now because I think it gives a lot of people empowerment into what is possible and what they're able to do as well. So thank you. My pleasure, Alan. It's it's been a complete gift to kind of you know come in here and share and. Um, you know, I think people in the Tony world, you know, just, you know, have confidence and faith that, you know, your journey is unique, but at the same time, we're all connected and being able to kind of lean into some of your fears. I mean, life's pretty great. I think once you kind of realize that no matter where it goes. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you again for coming onto the show and, uh, I'll be chatting with you soon. Sounds great, Alan. All right. Bye.